Hey guys, happy Friday, Friday. Friday. <laughs> Danny, say Friday. Friday. Look at how big she's getting. Three months old now. Can't believe it. Big baby. Aw, my little girl. So glad to have you guys on today. I have a special, oh, and our dog here. This is Maddie. <laughs> you can see Trevor's working from home today, so I nabbed him um, to join me in this special Disney moment this week. And um, I just wanted to take some time to share a personal experience that, that I had recently um, that I think, and that's my other dog. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. That's, that's Nala making her little dog noises. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to our living room. Welcome, welcome to, to the Wicked home. Trevor's nice and cash today. You don't get to see him very often in just a hoodie and a hat. So this is like the real, real deal. This is really us. So what up? Here, here we go. Nala, go. Okay, it's getting crazy in here. Go lay down. Go lay down. So anyways, I wanted to... Uh, they're going to knock the camera over. I can't even... Dog. Trevor, talk for a second. I'm going to take him outside. Oh my gosh. Outside. What should I talk about? Yourself. <laughs> talk about Where myself. <laughs> well, I'll talk about Danny. So this is Danny. She likes to dress in leopard, in leopard prints and animal prints. Her favorite, her favorite word is ooh... Uh, her favorite passy color is purple, and her sisters are the one thing that make her laugh the most in this life. And there she is watching her mommy. Hi. <laughs> so that was my that was my interlude. So let's roll. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> we really do have a message for you today. So, anyways, I was just kind of thinking through some things and experience that I had just a few weeks ago, and I thought, man, that is so powerful. Um, you know, because we. We, we all have pain, right? We have, we have the physical pain, and, and a lot of you guys have chronic pain, and chronic pain can be so debilitating and um, can cause you to react to situations in a whole variety of ways. And give her a puppy, please. And, and as bad as chronic pain is, physical pain is, I really wanted to talk about emotional pain. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, and I remember having this conversation with my sister way back in high school, telling her that, you know, I, I, I could take any physical amount of pain. In fact, I had an aneurysm at the age of 16, and I would take that over some of the emotional pain that has been inflicted on me. And, and I know, um, and I just wonder if, if some of you guys can relate, like we, people that hurt us and the circumstances that just cause us that emotional heartbreak and that emotional pain can can be more debilitating than physical pain any day and and so i i wanted to just kind of bring that to light and um and we've all been hurt and we have people in our lives that that we've trusted that have violated that trust that have come against us in ways that we couldn't even imagine have betrayed us, had turned their backs on us, had lied about us, had, you know, like there's so many different situations that we can go through. And, you know, when, and when you're battling against something like MS in addition, and you just feel like the whole, everything is coming at you and, and attacking you in many different ways, it, it, it can be overwhelming. It can be very hard. It can cause depression. It can cause you to go into a state of just numbness and, you know, wanting to avoid and isolate yourself from the world and um, you know so I was just kind of thinking through this today and 
thank you. And a, a situation came to mind where just recently I was at a women's conference. Many of you may have known that I, in one of my recent Misty Moments, I talked about having gone to a women's conference and I, I encountered a situation that I, I didn't expect. And, and really what it boils down to is for the last, let's just say five years, um, I've been kind of numb. You know, I've always been a very deep feeler. And, but for some reason over the last five years, I, I could only, my emotions could only go so deep. Um, I, you know, I would joke that he's the one who cries, right? Well, he's a deep feeler. I used to, I used to be, I remember when I was eight years old and this guy who works for us broke his ankle when he was out hunting and hiking up these big old hills and he, he had to hike two days on a broken ankle and I wept for him. Like I felt that for him. And you know, like I've always had a very strong empathy for others. And, and although in my, in my head and my heart, I still do, I, being able to express those kinds of emotions when I was hurting has been really hard for me the last five years. And I just couldn't figure out why, you know, I, I couldn't figure out what, what it is that like was kind of keeping me closed off from going to the depths of those types of emotions. And, and I wonder if any of you are experiencing any of that. And, um, and ultimately what I discovered a couple weeks ago was I was harboring unforgiveness and and I feel like, you know, I, I, and, and I had thought, I had thought that I had forgiven this person, but when I was faced head on with it, I realized that I hadn't. And, and here's just a little backstory. Um, Trevor and I were hurt very deeply by another couple, um, in our, in our very close circle of friends and they had betrayed us in such a way that it scarred us. It scarred us deeply. And it was like a, a brother and sisterhood type friendship. We did a lot of life with these guys. They knew us very intimately. We knew them very intimately. We loved their kids and they loved our daughter, brand new baby at the time. And you know, we were hurt very deeply um, by them. And you know, we had done everything we could to take about accountability and responsibility, things that, that belonged to us for sure. Um, and, and we both had thought we'd forgiven this couple and, and, and convinced ourselves that we had, but then I didn't see them for five years. And I ran into her, um, just a few weeks ago at your women's conference, at my women's conference, very unexpectedly. Like this is not a place that she would go, um, typically. And when I saw her, I had this reaction. It was like this physical reaction. I was shaking. I was upset. I was nervous. And, um, and I just felt violated. Like she came into my place. This is my place. This is my comfort zone. These are my people. What is she doing here? And I was really upset by it. And you know, mind you, like we, we go to various places over town where every time we would walk into these places, both Trevor and I independently would be scanning the room mm -hmm. for them, mm -hmm. you know, to see if, if they were there, um, and, and to prepare ourselves for that. Well, here I am in an environment that is like my safe house. And, and there she is. And to have a physical, what is it? A visceral, is that the right word? Like yeah, a, visceral. a visceral reaction to her presence told me that I, I haven't forgiven her. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? And I had two choices, you know, I had one choice where I could leave. It was a lunch break and I could go with my friends and I could 
bring up the whole situation and badmouth them and, and, and get a bunch of people on my side to, to help me, like, to, to commiserate with me, to tell me that I'm right, I'm justified in the way that I was feeling. I could have called Trevor and been like, oh my gosh, you can't believe who's here, blah, 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 and, you know, and, and rehashed it all in a very negative way. I could have done that. And, um, and if you knew the situation fully, I would have been justified in my reaction. Um, or I could choose to face it take accountability. and take accountability for it and do something with it. And honestly, if this had happened any sooner, I don't know that I would have made the right decision. And I, you know, I probably would have used it as an opportunity to call people who are my friends that have watched me go through this, that were a part of it all and, and, you know, had them comfort me through it and pump me up and tell me why I'm justified in the way that I'm feeling and that they're so bad and this, that, and the other. I could have, and, and that would have been so easy to do. Um, but instead, I just felt like I needed to confront this person and, and not confront them in a way that we hashed anything out, but more so in a way that just where I apologized face to face, apologized. And I was like, what the heck am I going to, why, why would I apologize? Is that me taking accountability for everything? Because they hurt me. They wronged me. I was the victim here and we were the victims here. And instead I just kind of heard, no, just, just apologize just open up the conversation with an apology and that's it. And so I did. And I, I, I ran into this person a little bit later and it happened to be the right time because she was leaving and not coming back. And I happened to run into her and I just, I just asked her, I said, can I talk to you for a minute? And she was kind of, you know, like taken back that I even approached her and she's like, um, sure. As long as it's quick, cause I have to go pick up my daughter. And I'm like, no, I promise. I just need 30 seconds of your time. And as I pulled her aside, I'm shaking. I mean, she could see as I reached out to touch her arm and tell her like, Hey, can I, I'm like this, can I, can I talk to you for just a minute? And she, she had to see that I was physically reacting to her and she, you know, we step aside and I just said, you know, I have to tell you without hashing everything out. Like, I just want you to know that I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the role that I played in that. And I know that we put our families through a lot of stuff that we didn't need to go through and put them through. And for that, I'm deeply sorry. And in that instant, she started to tear up and she said to me, thank you, that means a lot. And I have to say that in that moment, so much happened for me. And the first thing is, is the person that I was looking at that I had made out to be such a villain in my mind softened. And I saw the person that I, I once loved and that I once did a lot of life with. And she was no longer that villain. And then the second thing that happened as, you know, we, we kind of just chit chatted real quick, caught each other up on our families and celebrated a couple things with each other. And then she left. It was literally like less than two minute conversation. And she walked out the doors and as she walked out those doors, I felt lighter than I had ever felt my entire life. And I, I just felt like this entire burden had been lifted. And, and she, she went off to her life and I came home to Trevor that night. And for the first time in years, we connected on a level that we'd not connected on since right before our baby was, our first baby was born. And it was something that I know he is so craving because he's, he's always like trying to dig in a little deeper and he could only get so deep with me. Mm -hmm. 
and and we talked and I cried and we celebrated and we prayed for this couple and we just had this moment that was so precious and from there I just feel a lot of healing healing from stuff that I didn't even know I was carrying around and you know and and I didn't realize I had built up this bitterness and this resentment and all these other things that had come with me harboring that for so long I really literally was numb I found that I wasn't motivated to do the things that I needed to do I found that I had to dig in really deep to connect with with people who I, I typically would just connect like that with you know especially like like with you guys and with people in my life who are going through some stuff like I'm usually really it's really easy for me to just feel and empathize and be able to love on them and and help them through those situations and I found that that's been kind of a struggle for me to be honest like I would have to get into the right mindset um, otherwise it would take me out and you know and since then I just feel like I'm stepping back into who I've always been again but at a d deeper level and you know the reason why I share this with you and you probably wonder why I have Trevor here because he's not even talking right that's weird Trevor's not talking um, I'm a baby holder he's my arm candy and, and my baby holder but check he's, this out he's also my source of comfort <laughs> Um, but I wanted to share this with you guys because I wonder, you know, like I, I hear from you guys all the time and I hear how, you know, you're, you're struggling to deal with a lot of the things going on in your life or you're struggling to get that motivation that you need to get the results that you're looking for, to have the breakthroughs that you're fighting for. And, and I just wonder if the one thing that's holding you back maybe is unforgiveness and maybe you don't even know it. Because I didn't. I didn't know it. I was convinced I had forgiven this person. Convinced. Until I saw them. And I had that reaction. And so as you go into this weekend, I kind of want you to just take some time to reflect. Maybe journal. Maybe maybe think through some, some of the hard situations you've been through where people have just hurt you. And, you know, and really go into some real deep thought about it and reflection on it and think is there any part of that that I still hold on to that I'm carrying through that I need to address and I'm not saying every single one of you needs to go confront that person because I don't think that's always the answer but I think recognizing that it's it it's in there and it's still holding you back it's is a possible a, threat yeah it's and it's it's a giant step towards healing yeah. is if you can recognize that yeah I'm still holding on to some stuff um, because then you can begin to start to deal with that stuff if you bring it to light if you flush that out and you bring it to light then you can start to work through it and you know and I can't say that everything that we went through it doesn't still affect me in some way or another but I do feel released from that burden you know I we've gone out to familiar places where we would usually scan the room and I don't I haven't I walk into like Red Robin is our our place and with our family and I walk in there and I don't I don't scan the room anymore to see if they're there I don't feel that threat any longer it's like I've let it go and and there's freedom in that and it is Trevor and my desire for you guys to truly live in freedom our vision is to set 1 million people free from the physical and emotional pain that we carry because of having MS because of the the things that are inflicted upon you like we want you to truly live a life that is free and you you know it may not even be a goal of yours to, to walk again 
Maybe it is a goal. Maybe you want to hike. You want to do all of these things. And whatever it is, you have a desire in your heart. You have a vision for the way you see your life going. And I can tell you that it's nearly impossible to reach those places if you're carrying around and you're harboring a lot of this bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness. And, you know, and again, I thought, I thought I had forgiven. I didn't think I was carrying it around. And then I saw evidence that I was. And so, you know, like, that's that's really all I have for you today in this Misty moment. I'm gonna give Trevor a chance here in a second to to give us his thoughts on it. But my homework for you is this weekend to, to get your journal out and to start journaling. You know, some things, that anything, that, what, what comes to your mind of people that have hurt you or situations that have hurt you? Um, that maybe you need to flush out and you need to work through and get to that place of forgiveness. Maybe it's forgiving yourself. Maybe there's a part of you that feels like you've hurt yourself or you've hurt others that you need to flush out and start to work through and, and, and deal with in your own life. So, Trev, the floor is yours, my love. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. That's a vulnerable place, too, that Misty just came from. Um, I like When she told me all this stuff on the phone, she told me this individual was at that conference, and I was like, uh-oh, you know, how's this going to go? And then I didn't hear from Misty for like an like hours, a couple hours. And then all of a sudden, Misty sent me this message and she's like, God is good. I talked to Emma, like, that's it. That's all that came through. And I'm like, what? Like, you went and talked to her? Like, what? <clears throat> and it wasn't like a, well, we're not going to go talk to her. It was just like this moment. And then after I heard the story, I looked at Missy that night and I'm like, this is one of the proudest moments that I've ever had as your husband of you. Because to confront someone like that, that's hurt you that bad and knowing how deeply, like I'm pretty emotional, like you guys know like what I'm feeling. Misty's kind of more of like a stuffer. Like you gotta, you gotta work it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta work it out of her. You know what I mean? She said, you gotta extract the mist, um, where I'm just like, ah, I'm gonna download out loud. Misty kind of processes and downloads Internal. inside, and then when she's ready to talk, she's ready to talk. And so for Misty to come home and immediately jump into the story like this, and for me to feel the depth of, of uh, who she was again, like I felt her soul, I felt her spirit, and that's courage, man. Like, she was a courageous warrior that day like we always talk about battling ms but like really like it's the people in our lives and it's the experiences that we have the negative experiences and the sins that people do like cast upon us that really leave those lasting scars because it it kind of shaped who you are so i think this topic is really important because we hit close uh, the, the, this topic is really important because something like unforgiveness or, or, or like harboring resentment or not really dealing with how bad someone actually hurt you, it, it keeps your threat bucket full without you even knowing that it's full. Like MS symptoms, yeah, it sucks when your foot doesn't lift or when your bladder gives out or when you don't have any balance or you're so fatigued that you just want to lay in bed. Like those are tangible things that you can fight against because they're hitting you in the face. But when the erosion of who you are happens below the surface on a subconscious level, unless you are actively seeking 
to find those pain spots and to find those scars and to find those sources of discontentedness in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind that you don't even know that are there, that's when things really start to show up. That's when the depth and that's when the roots really start to show up because symptoms are the plant. You can see them above the surface. But the roots of where that's caused from, like like Danny's roots are in her stomach right now, <laughs> spitting up. But the roots of, of where all that pain is caused from, you got to dig those up, man. You got to dig those up. So like I commend Misty for sharing this with you guys. I also commend Misty for just taking that action because she confronted something that ended up being a root cause of a lot of her threat that was that was preventing her brain from actually experiencing life. So when you don't experience life, and like we talked about last week, uh, or actually this week on Motivation Monday about staying present, you cannot be present if the pain from your past is dictating your presence, your present situation, and is going to try to tell you what the future is going to look like. Like if she would be holding on to all this stuff from these guys. Every single time we walk in a restaurant, then she's going to instantly hear, this is going to be a bad experience if they're here. <coughs> mm -hmm. Now she doesn't have that. Right. So she's released of that threat. It's taken out of her threat bucket, which means that she can start to function better because her brain is focused on something else other than the resentment and bitterness that is actually residing in her heart. And really enjoy the situation and my family. And, right. Know, like, without that constant, like, fear. <laughs> Yeah, you can't fully be present if you're on guard. Like, when is someone gonna? When is someone gonna walk in? When is someone gonna stand up and start yelling at me? When is someone gonna walk in and start being like, blah, 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 like I've had it too. And so it's actually prompted me to start kind of working through my stuff with them, even though I may or may not ever see them. So you know, I'm gonna let Misty kind of do it in conclusion here. But like my my thought on this is like we bring this up, and I was like, this is a great topic, Mist, when she told me about it because. It, it, it gives you yet another layer of potential threats in your nervous system that could pre be preventing you from getting the results that you actually want. Because if your brain is so focused on that negativity in your heart, it's not going to have the room to focus on picking up your foot or your leg because it is constantly focused on survival, not on performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, so just, just to close out with you guys, if you find that you are, you're doing everything right, you're following your exercise program, you're eating well, you're drinking water, you know, you're, you're dealing with all these other, other threats in your life and you feel like you're just, you're not moving forward at all. Start digging. Start digging. Yeah. Start digging. Dig, dig a little deeper and dig a little deeper. And if you're still not coming up with something, talk with the people closest to you, the people who know you the most. And, and allow them the freedom to maybe share, share with you their thoughts. And, you know, people you trust, obviously, you know, don't, don't go to somebody who you feel is highly critical or, you know, or enabling, you know, those are, those are two people that I would definitely avoid, but find, find somebody who, who you can maybe share with that knows you and, and can help you flesh some of this out. But it's important, you guys, this is, this is probably the single most important thing because how you perceive the world around you is going to be affected and um, aff affected by harboring unforgiveness. Because if you constantly feel like every, 
like like feel like a victim all the time or you're harboring unforgiveness then it's going to cause you to react and respond to the world in a completely different way than if you were to be free of that right and and we want to see you guys live a life free mm-hmm. and it starts with the mindset it starts with your heart mm-hmm. um and then it it floods out to your body and how your body responds to all the other good stuff that you're giving it so that is what i have for you today and it comes from a place of complete and total adoration and love for you guys so thank you again for tuning in to another misty moment and we will be in touch i know that we launched buddy groups i'm going through finding out who my buddies are if you signed up or my buddy group leaders are if you signed up to be a buddy group leader you're going to be hearing from me over the coming days so be expecting that and thank you so much for for your responses on those so we will be in touch and then after the first of the year, we'll be able to launch our buddy groups. So we're excited about that. You guys have an awesome Friday and a really, really wonderful weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye, Bye. guys.